0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Jedi and Germs, a weekly podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I'm Alan Zog, the Jedi. He is John English, the Germs guy. John, how are you?
1: I'm great, Alan. Thank you so much for asking. It's just been a lovely weekend. How's your weekend been?
0: Not horribly bad. I've had a couple of rough spots, but I'm getting there. It's been it's been a good week. So, I I mean, I can't complain. So I'm glad yours has been good. I'm glad. Yeah, so, yeah. it's been a it's been a little hot. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's been a little a little little hot, but I can I can handle it for now. I'm not much for the summer because it's too hot, but I'm not for much for summer because there's no jazz basketball either, and and there's really not much heat going on there right now either. Yes,
1: things are cold on the jazz fronts. Um. I was kind of hoping that by the time we recorded, the Jazz would have a new head coach, although I can't say I'm too surprised. Last time the Jazz had a coaching search, it took over a month for them to land on Quinn Snyder. Um, Of course, they uh, released Ty Corbin the day after the regular season ended, and Quinn Snyder got hired right before the NBA Finals started. So you had all that time for them to do their search. And this time around, you know, Quinn quit on the 5th, and we are three weeks later, so it's not unusual that they haven't made their decision three weeks later. It just kind of sucks that, you know, we went through the draft, and there's no coach. Not that it mattered much, because there there was no trading into the draft. Um, But free agency starts pretty soon, and you would hope that once free agency starts, you have a coach, because... Players, I would think, are that much less inclined to sign for a team when they don't even know who the head coach is going to be.
0: Or the schemes. Right? The schemes, yeah. things things, offensive. I mean, players are going to come in if they, if they know there's a coach. But they also, and I saw this on Twitter from somebody, I don't remember who, it might have been Dan Clayton, but players will come into a situation and a system if they know how they're going to be used and where they're going to fit. So it's just as much okay there's a coach as it is with okay how am I gonna fit in?
1: yeah once once you have a coach then that's some that's there's a person that the player can ask questions to um, exactly whoever it is you know it's an assistant coach they can talk to him about their experience at the other teams and then the, right you know there's there's all kinds of things that go into a player deciding where they're gonna play and I think that's a big one and I would really think that, they would want to have this decision in place by July 1st. Um, Granted, that's less than a month than when Quinn stepped down, but you don't want to start free agency without your coach yet. And Jazz are the last team without a coach. Um, After Kenny Atkinson decided that he wasn't going to go coach the Charlotte team after all, they went ahead and hired Steve Clifford, who had been there before. Felt like a... A face-saving move, you know, it's, it's hard to bring back a candidate that you just let a few days prior know that you weren't going to go with them and then to call them back and go, actually, we are. Uh, I, I would still think there would have been coaches who would have been okay with that if Charlotte had done it. I find it really strange that they went back to Steve Clifford. Um, he had a little, He had a couple winning records there, but just in general – he had an unremarkable tenure. So I, I don't know that, that was a head scratcher for me.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. And we're already jumping into the NBA with the coaching conversation, but I'd like to finish talking about the jazz real quick. Cause there isn't a lot to really hit on draft night. Like you said, there was nothing going on trades. We won't know that right away. I know there's been plenty of talk about Rudy Gobert. So, so really there's nothing on that front. We haven't even touched on one thing in, in the jazz situation since the last time we spoke, I think. Because I think we lo- spoke last week, you and I, but I don't think we touched on this. The rebrand. Mm. Did we touch on the colors last week? I don't think we did. I don't think we did.
1: Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I think I mentioned it a little last week. but last time we talked, we didn't really get into it. The rebrand in general, I think, has been a disappointment, shall we say. Uh, yes. The num- the numbers are too big. The color schemes are odd. We're going for black and white and yellow, but here's this one jersey that's purple. Um, it felt Which, a by lot. By the way,
0: like, of I, I was going to say, by the yeah. way, of all of the jerseys, that's my favorite, and I would love to keep that one.
1: The purple one.
0: Yeah, the mountains.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's the best, especially when you compare it to the other three. And I keep hearing that they look better in person. That they just don't look as good as pitchers. It's still, I don't know. It's it's still obnoxious. The the numbers being that big is like a junior jazz jersey. Right. Um, this felt like a rebrand where Brian Smith had his own thing in mind on what he wanted to look like, and the considerations of the history of jazz colors and jazz flavors didn't really seem to come into it. And there didn't seem to be a lot of fan feedback before they went with this scheme. And I don't know, I I guess it's a, a learning curve for them. I will miss, I will miss the gradient jerseys. Um, Yep. I really liked the desert look. Jazz have had some good looks over the years and they've had some flops, but you know, until I see those jerseys right now, I'm inclined to say they're among the worst jerseys jazz have ever had.
0: And that's saying a lot because the powder blue wasn't all that great either.
1: Yeah, powder blue wasn't great. There's, There's been a few over the years, but, you know, okay. He, well, he really wanted to establish the jazz color, and the jazz colors are black, yellow, and white, which has never really been the jazz colors. So right. at, least, at least he wisened up and gave us one purple thing, but it, I still feel like the team, the, the rebranding just kind of, highlighted how this team doesn't really have an identity right now
0: i think there's some mixed reviews with people when it comes down to the statement i'm about to make now i know there's no mixture well anyway we're not going to get into what everybody feels about the colors but the one thing i'm going to get into for a moment is if the jazz are winning and for that matter they're winning big like go big go home like the big the big kahuna the the championship i don't know that people are really going to notice or care much about the jerseys now I say mixed because I've had a few people tell me, no, that's not true. They'll never be good. I'll never care for them. And that's right. But if your focus is on the winning basketball that's going on on the court, I think you can ignore the colors for a while. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I I think what it really boils down to is we need to see these in play um pitchers aren't great maybe as we see them in play and we get used to them in games then we can really judge how good or bad they are agreed it's it's just not good right now
0: (laughs) no no it's not so okay without getting into it much further because um, honestly there's been a lot said about them already i just wanted to discuss it let's jump into the nba portion of our show we've already talked about coaching the coaches, we've already talked. We haven't talked to trades yet. And draft night in general, like, what did, how did you feel about the draft overall? Uh, if the
1: Jazz had had a pick, I would have done a lot more research on who all these players are. Um, There's a lot of Rubens that are going to trade into the draft. Um, I pay attention to the draft every year, regardless, just some years more than others. This year, not as much. Um, but one thing that really surprised me this year is how few trades there were when it came to NBA players. right? There were a lot of picks that were moved around, but I think the biggest names that were traded were DeAnthony Melton, Danny Green, Jamichael Green. I mean, these aren't headline players that got traded, so that aspect of it wasn't that exciting. But, you know, there there are still some interesting maneuvers. Uh, New York Knicks had the 11th pick, and they wound up, just trading out of this draft to get three f- future protected firsts maybe that'll pay off later i mean they, they wanted to clear some cap space they really want to go after jalen brunson this summer um but when you when you have that 11th pick and you don't really do anything with it other than get rid of it for future assets that tells me they just wanted cap space this year and then they wanted trade chips uh in the next year or two with those other picks so Right. That was interesting for New York. Um, the The young teams that did well in the draft, I think OKC you could say is a winner. They had three lottery picks that they have now. Uh, Chet Holmgren. They have Usman Dieng from France, and then they got Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. So it'll be interesting to see if those guys pan out. Uh, Minnesota did a lot of moving. Um, oh, and by the he, way, when it
0: comes to when it comes to OKC, the last time they had. Some really high lottery picks, for example. Uh, I don't know. There were three guys: Durant, uh, Westbrook, and uh, Green. Uh, yeah. We all know how that turned out for them. So, I mean, they're rebuilding, and they're a youth movement, and they have got a lot of talent on that team. If they can, if they can get it to, to you know, grow and and, and improve. Yeah, and they
1: had in the year after, and
0: it's like, yep,
1: yeah. This this year, um, OKC, okay, they have Shy Gilgis Alexander. They got uh was it Giddy they got last year? And so mm-hmm. then this year they have Chet Holmgren. That that feels like they have made their their big three moves as far as getting that young talent in there and now it's time for them to actually start winning games. Um right. and I think I think that's what they will be doing. Oh yeah, they got two Williams. So they have Jalen Williams, spelled J-A-L-E-N, with the number 12 pick. And then with the 34th pick, they got Jalen Williams, spelled J-A-Y-L-I-N.
0: Oh, that's not going to mix people up at all. Nope. <laughs> not a bit. <laughs> that, oh, boy. I thought that was amazing. Um, yeah. I saw, let's see, Minnesota and Memphis had some good moves. In fact, Minnesota picked up a center in the draft, didn't they? In that, in that move that they made with Memphis.
1: Yeah, they got Walker Kessler from Auburn, twenty um, second pick. I there there was talk right after the season ended for Minnesota that um, they wanted to get a center next to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he was originally a power forward, and he's he was played center all of last year, and they'd like him to be back into a power forward position and just kind of get some kind of center there to play with him, and you know maybe maybe this can be the guy. Um, He's a 22nd pick, so you can't put too much faith in him, right. but he's, he's going to get his chance. Um, and Memphis Memphis moved up in the draft. They they were able to use the pick from the Jazz and their own to get up to number 19 and grab Jake LaRabia, who I thought would have been there at 22, so I don't know why they felt like they had to trade up to get him, but eh, who knows. Yeah. Um, who else made a bunch of trades? They, Charlotte Charlotte did some moving around. Detroit did really well, I thought, with their picks. Yeah. Uh, uh, they lucked out, and Jaden and Ivey just slipped to them at fifth. And then they were able to get Jalen Dern at 13, who is a center. And so I'm interested in the moves they made. It seems like Detroit, you know, has a plan going on. So I'm, I'm curious to see what that's going to be. Um, they, they did make a lot of space when they traded away Jeremy Grant. Um, I don't know if any free agents want to flock there this year, but this seems to be the year for Detroit to, you know, take what they have, but just to try to win games as possible. They, this is not a year to just try to tank again, I think for them, right? you know, they, they have Cade Cunningham and now you have Jaden Ivey next to him. That can be a dynamic backcourt. Now let's get some wins. And once we get some wins, then we can attract some free
0: agents. Right. Agreed. So yeah, just a lot of pick like you said, a lot of picks moved around in the draft. So um Okay, anything other than Clifford in the coaching carousel? I don't think there was much, was there?
1: No, no. Um there there have only been four vacancies this offseason and three of them have been filled, so jazz is the last one.
0: Okay. All right. Um, that looks like we've hit everything in the NBA that we wanted to talk about. Uh, you ready to move on to, well, we can't have Devin's quick hits. Although one note I want to throw in there in Devin's absence, cause I think he would have hit it. Uh, mm-hmm. how about the news surrounding Deshaun Watson right now? Or D De- yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's, I mean, that's been going on for a while. There's, but did you, you know, see they, the latest they want yesterday? They
1: want us to spend him. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's understandable. Uh, Didn't the Browns just trade for him? Yep. And so if he gets suspended... And And I'm trying to remember. I think they initially wanted him to just be indefinitely suspended, but they want to suspend him for a full year. Yep. Um, You know, when there's that many accusations, I just... I personally would not have been surprised if he's just, you know, barred from the NFL. You know, when there was footage of Ray Rice punching his girlfriend, that just ended his NFL career right there. And when you have all the accusations against Watson, and maybe that's part of the problem is there's nothing on video. If there's something on video, then it'd be like, all right, he's out of the league.
0: Yeah, but Um, when you have that many accusations, I'm sorry, there's where there's a lot of smoke, there is something, a fire. Yeah. There's, There's a lot there. But, I don't know, maybe the NFL gets their suspension like they want, maybe not. I think he does need to be suspended. In my personal opinion, it does need to be indefinite. But if they only get a year out of it, at least they get a year out of it. Suspension, no pay, preferably. But, yeah, yeah. it is what it is.
1: That's what it says, is the contract he signed um, wouldn't start until his suspension was over. So, yeah, it would be without pay.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. That's enough to touch on there. Um, I I did notice one thing uh, that hit the waves yesterday. Uh, Donovan Mitchell works out with uh, with LeBron James. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, there were some pictures floating around where he was working out with LeBron James um, out and they were, you know, some images that were floating around. I don't know whether people were looking into it too much or not. There was some interesting comments coming around from people about it. So I kind of laughed about it. But yeah. Bron James, Donovan Mitchell, is he trying to draw him to L.A. eventually? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I, there's there's nothing to talk about there other than pictures are floating around. Um, that's it. We don't need to talk spending more time on Devin's Quick Hits. Let's jump into uh, the pop culture portion of our episode. Um, I finally saw a movie, but in fact, I saw it twice. Oh, no, I, I talked about it last week. Never mind. I forget. Um, what movies have you seen that you want to talk about?
1: Well, uh, I saw Spiderhead on Netflix, the Chris Hemsworth movie, which was kinda interesting. It was directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who just directed Top Gun Maverick, and his Maverick star Miles Teller was there was re- they reunited here for Spiderhead. Uh it was really interesting. It it takes place in this low security prison that feels more like a resort. Um where these inmates they get lighter sentences and they get all these luxuries and perks and stuff at this prison if they participate in these drug trials um you gather it's set in the near future and hemsworth is the one who's kind of in charge of all the trials and miles teller is the main patient who's taking these drugs and seeing how they make him feel and everything and i i i really enjoyed it it kind of bounced along for a while um I I saw it was based on a short story and that makes sense to me because the story itself felt like one you could have just told in an hour and then you would have had a pretty cool black mirror episode um but as is it's an hour and 40 minutes and you know I I I wasn't bored at any point through all of it you just kind of get to the end and see how light the story actually is and that's okay so it was a thumb sideways for me um and since it's just there on Netflix, and you know these are fun actors to watch, so you know it's it's fine if you just have low expectations. Okay. The other the other movie I saw was Elvis. Got to see that on the big screen. And Baz Luhrmann, um, he's been around for a while, but he hasn't actually directed that many movies. It just feels like he's directed more. But he did Strictly Ballroom and Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, and he did Moulin Rouge, and he did The Great Gatsby. Um, I think this is his first movie since Great Gatsby, and it, I was really entertained by it. I, you know, I don't know how El, how relevant Elvis is today, but this was this was just really vibrant show, and it just kind of made me appreciate him all over again. And the guy that plays Elvis, Austin Butler, it it's a movie star type performance. I was really impressed by him, so I highly recommend Elvis. I'd recommend people go out and see that one.
0: I want to see it. It's on my list, so. Um we'll get to TV in a moment cuz I wait actually TV might be the only thing because I've got a couple of series or shows to talk about. So let's jump in. You have only one listed?
1: Yeah, I've uh I've been watching The Offer on Paramount Plus and it's all about the making of The Godfather. Another thing with Miles Teller and I'm really enjoying it. Um you know, for Father's Day I watched The Godfather with my teens. And it holds up well, and they all really liked it, and I liked that they liked it. And um, I just started watching The Offer, and now now, now that I have the movie fresh in my head, it just makes the series that much more exciting and fun to watch. So if you have Paramount Pla- Plus, I'd highly recommend watching The Offer.
0: Okay. Um, did you finish Obi-Wan?
1: I did finish Obi-Wan.
0: Okay warning there might be mild spoilers but let's talk about it for a minute Uh, that last episode and then the series overall what did you think of the final episode i loved the final episode i thought it made the (laughs) series I've, i've seen
1: seen all the complaints about other episodes i was feeling it myself at the end of episode three but man that was that finale was it just wrapped up everything exactly how i wanted it to i thought it was great
0: Honestly, it wasn't there was no expectations for me. I don't have any expectations that said this is how I want it to end or anything like that. But yes, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was well done. Um, that lightsaber battle duel might be my, maybe my favorite, maybe my second favorite. I don't know of, of all the saga between Vader and and Obi-Wan. Um, a lot of things going on in that in that particular duel and a lot of callbacks to their duel in Revenge of the Sith. So it was very good. Um, it also wraps up nicely, kind of fits into when they meet each other in A New Hope and and he says, you know, you were the master once. Now I am the master. Um, a lot of people think, well, can't we have a season two? I'm sorry. I don't think you need one because I think this wraps up the tale enough because your season two. Vader's away. He's not coming after Obi-Wan. I mean, he's he's ch- looking for him. But at this point in time, Obi-Wan's going to go back to Tatooine and go unnoticed, right? Like, he's not going to be around anymore. Um, so how much can you really farm out of his time on Tatooine? Although, <sighs> I almost want them to because we get a Qui-Gon... Again, smile... Po- smile? Mild? Spoiler. We get a Qui-Gon <laughs> appearance at the end. And I kind of would hope that we could get something else from that. It would be fun. But overall, I, th- this season, this series was great. I loved it. So, um, and I'm excited for the future series. We've got, you know, uh, we've got, uh, Andor coming up. We've got other things coming up. So I'm really excited. Um, other series. I started Miss Marvel. John, not impressed. I don't know if I'm going to even finish it because it really started slow for me and really didn't didn't resonate with me very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, I've watched it. The series or just the first episode? No, I've
1: I've I've enjoyed the series. Um, OK, it it has slowed down for me. Yeah. Um, i i am in the final season but i just watch one episode every once in a while it's it's a lower priority for me i enjoy it just enough to keep watching but not as much that i have to just binge it you know so yeah, yeah and and my wife was the same way we watched the first season together actually I, I don't think she even made it through the whole first season i think we were about five episodes in and she's like you can keep watching this without me
0: well and and so everybody knows this is a this is a young teenage woman who and I don't even remember. That's how much I don't remember the first episode, but how she comes across or comes into uh, possession of some of the powers and almost like a uh, a Captain Marvel thing. And Captain Marvel was her idol. She's she's been into Captain Marvel. I just it didn't. It didn't wait. I'm talking You're about t- Ms. Marvel, Ms Marvel. I yes, thought you said Miss
1: Maisel. No, Miss Marvel. I've been talking about the marvelous <laughs> Mrs. Maisel this whole time. No, I have, no. I have not started Miss Marvel. Um, I've I've okay. kind of been saving it, and you know, so when I started, I could just watch a bunch of a row if I felt like it. Right. I thought the reviews have been okay. But I know the viewership hasn't been great, but you're saying you're saying you don't you don't think you're going to really it, watch it, this it, one?
0: No, it didn't resonate with me. I watched the first episode. My son even watched it because he was interested and. Neither one of us... It didn't hold our interest much, so I don't know that wow. we're going to continue it. There's stuff that happens in there that's going to carry over
1: to the Marvel movie next year.
0: Agreed. I just don't know how I feel about having to watch the rest of it. It well, just didn't hit me well. So You can always look up episode summaries and just go like, alright, so that's what happened. Yeah, I may have to do that. <laughs> I, may, I may definitely have to do that. Um, and I'm assuming you're not far into... Stranger Things. I don't know how much we've really spent on that. Oh, I'm cut up. Are you? What do you yep. think so far of the of the uh, Obviously really they have a fifth this. season coming next year, but yeah.
1: This for me is my favorite season since the first one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and in so, a couple
0: of weeks we're going to get the final the final the finale of this season. We'll get in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, my understanding is there's only two episodes left, but the last
0: one is an hour and a half and That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I've enjoyed it as well. I hope everybody's had a chance to watch it or will be watching it. Um, Trying to think if I'm missing anything else, John. I think that may be it. Oh, I, I started watching Alias. You remember Alias with Jennifer Garner? I do. I don't know that it's aged particularly well, but I still like it. I've gotten into it. I've enjoyed it. I'm still in season one, about finished with season one. I'm glad it's on Disney Plus because I can watch it whenever I want to, and it's been kind of one of those late-night binges before I go to bed. So I've kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. But, um, other I'm doing than that,
1: that with the Orville. That's, that's oh, my, are you? That's my watching
0: episode before I go to sleep type of show. Okay. Yeah. And, and the problem, I don't know if this happens to you, but the problem is I'll watch it and then I'll fall asleep in the episode. So then I have to go back the night after and when I watch and watch the last half of that episode so I can remember where it ended. Because <laughs> I get tired and I just kind of crash. I'll have that happen. Like this most recent episode
1: of the boys, I, I fell asleep as soon as it was over. And the next morning I had to like go back and watch the last 10 minutes <laughs> right <laughs> like wait a minute but, something cool must have <laughs> happened at the end
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um i don't have anything else to contribute this week so i just think there's been a lot of uh, you know i think it's been kind of slow but there's been a lot of good things what little bit we've had so far
1: yeah hopefully next episode we can have a jazz new coach is centric episode
0: and I hope that Devin will be back next time to him give his input as well, because, you know, he always keeps me grounded. I don't know about you. I think it's just he keeps me grounded on a few things, although he wants to argue with me. Devin, Devin, you need to be here so you can argue with me. So anyway. I'll,
1: also, next time we record, free agency will have started. So there should be a lot of news on that front as well.
0: Yeah. that. In fact, it'll be Fourth of July weekend if we can mm-hmm. get... If we can buckle down next week, and we'll be what a week away from summer league. Yeah,
1: yep. So, there, there are a lot of guys just sign for their summer league, so be interesting to see yep. how that goes. Jimmy Zhuang and Kofi Cockburn and Jordan Usher and a couple other guys. We'll see if any of them are anything.
0: All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. We appreciate everybody listening. Please go out and. Give us a review on either iTunes Or wherever else you listen to our podcast We love everyone And the support you give us We appreciate it And with that we will talk to you real soon John, take us out Bye everybody